you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Coming up on Total Access, The Locker Room. Part of why you can be productive in football is you got the tape and the eye in the sky doesn't lie. (laughs) You know, we're all going to be very honest about what we're seeing on that that film. But in terms of genuine legislating, I have found that uh, the less you're speaking, probably the more productive you are. (laughs) Well, that rules me out, Mike. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson alongside Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's happening, man? Hey, got a really special one this week, don't we? A real special one, guys. We're here to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. Today, we're taking things out of the locker room and into the halls of Congress with former Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Anthony Gonzalez, a former Big Ten player. And on this episode, you're going to hear a a, a real story and experience uh, from the events that happened uh, January 6th, you know, on our Capitol. What an amazing story. What an amazing person, Coach. Yeah, and and underlies just, just how great an impact NFL players can be. This guy takes it from the field to a career beyond and that sense of community and commitment. It's, it's going to be fabulous for everybody to hear his story. I think everybody who leaves the NFL struggles at some point um, for some period of time with kind of reestablishing their identity and understanding who they are and what they're going to do. Anthony Gonzalez, touchdown from Peyton Manning. I was kind of tired of sitting on my couch and complaining all day. And so in 2017, I decided to run for Congress. My favorite part of the NFL was the camaraderie. Politics by its nature is divisive. My goal is to bring some of what I learned from the team sports directly into the political realm. We got a good one today, all right? Yeah. Representing Ohio's 16th district. In the U.S. House of Representatives, okay, uh, let's let, let's just go ahead and call his name Anthony Gonzalez, Big Ten, of course, Ohio State, sure, all of that. Welcome to the show, Congressman. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good to be with y'all. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so look, Congressman. I, I, again, like we said before, I know you got constituents, but we start every show, 
All right. With a locker room story. And, and again, doesn't have to necessarily be in the locker room, but, you know, behind the scenes, you know, something that everybody doesn't get a chance to hear. Let's hear yours. Well, you know, we'll start with it. We're a big uh, hazing team in, in our uh, in our squad. Tony Dungy always had a thing. Hey, if you're a rookie, we expect you to play. We're not going to haze you. You know, you're going to come in and contribute right away. But uh, there was one coach that we hazed a little bit. And I won't I won't. <laughs> off there, but, um, coach? but we had uh, <laughs> we come from the college ranks, as you know, the culture in college uh, from from the culture in the NFL, and and uh, he didn't quite get that necessarily. And so uh, one night uh, we may have uh, taken his keys and and moved his his car to, uh, yes. to the yard line and, and filled it with uh, you know packing peanuts. So what he woke, he woke up that morning, couldn't find his car. <laughs> You notice he said, we may have. See, we that, may have. There you know, the, go. The, the, the we, we maybe have, we might have done it. <laughs> there may have been some collusion with the equipment <laughs> and in, in the locker room staff uh, to, to get those keys. But it's uh, all in good fun, message delivered, and uh, it ended up being, being just fine. But we had to, had to get our, our quick licks in there. Oh, there it is, man. So, look, I'm going to get right into it because, really, you're probably going to be one of my favorite guests because I get asked a lot about being, you know, in the political arena and all of those types of things. So, to have a football player here who's gone without, you know, been through the football side of things and then been able to explain and and and, and talk to people and, and get voted into leadership, that's a big deal. So, if you can kind of take a thumbnail sketch of, like, how you went from – Playing on the gridiron, right? Ohio State, you know, going to the Indianapolis Colts and then ending up being elected and a, rep- a representative of Congress. Yeah. So, you know, my, my life, I, I'd always wanted to serve. So my, my family's background, briefly, my father immigrated here from Cuba. They had to escape the, the Castro regime when, uh, when Castro took over. My mother's father was a World War II veteran. And so, you know, we've always just been one of those families where politics is very important in our house and, and our, our gratitude for the country is, is sort of front and center. And um, my grandmother always said, my father's mother, the Cuban one, uh, always said, look, if, if you see things happening in your country that are giving you problems that are concerning to you and, and you feel like you're not quite sure where things are headed, uh, then, then you have an obligation to get involved. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you run for Congress necessarily or that you run for mm-hmm. public office, but you have to get involved because in her words, she says, you know, I, I lost my country and, and you can't let that happen here. Um, and so, you know, those things were always in my head. Uh, and then after the NFL, I, I went off to, to business school and, and my plan was to, to work in the business world for a long time. I, I got my MBA at Stanford and was in the technology sector and, and loved it. I was having a lot of fun, but I, I, I truly felt a calling, uh, sort of at the end of 2016, 2017, uh, where you just saw all this division happening in the country. Uh, and it, it stopped making sense in a lot of ways. Uh, it didn't feel like the country that I grew up in. It didn't feel like the state that I grew up in. And um, uh, so I felt like, you know, it, now when things are as chaotic as they've ever been, it's time to get involved. It ended up being maybe more chaotic than I thought, but I'm, I'm as proud of this as anything I've ever done. And, and I, I thank God every day for the opportunity to represent my district because uh, it's, it's great work. It's the best work I've ever been able to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of work to do. So um, that's how I got here. Mike and I always talk about how interesting an NFL or college locker room, but particularly an NFL locker room, is is probably as diverse a work environment as anybody can come into. There are such a cross-section of political, 
geographic, uh, racial background, religious, economic, I mean, across the board. And yet you make it all come together and and you become a team. And you've you've seen coming into Congress and dealing with, obviously, a tremendous amount of diversity. It had to kind of feel like, okay, I've been here before. I know how to do this. But then it takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So what you just described is what I always say is my favorite part of the NFL and college, right? <laughs> is you get people from every background you can think of, and we all come together and build the, the tightest bonds that you'll have in, in a professional environment. Uh, and, and you go to achieve something special and lasting. Uh, and it's incredible. And part of why I wanted to get into this, I thought, look, I've, I've had different perspectives and we're a divided country uh, and certainly a divided Congress. But I think I can take that NFL experience and that, those locker room experiences and find ways to, to work productively with people, whether they're Republican, Democrat, independent, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, if, if somebody is, is willing to have a sincere dialogue about an issue that's going to make our country better, I think I can do it. You know, that was, that was part of my goal and, and part of sort of why I thought I could do this job. And so far we've had success. I, I didn't necessarily set out to do this, but I, last Congress passed more bills than any freshman Republican in Congress. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't necessarily have that as a goal, but we ended up doing it. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I come to it with a mindset of, of trying to be productive and, and collaborative and not divisive and, you know, throwing rhetorical bombs every two seconds, which a lot of people probably do, unfortunately. Yeah, Anthony, but, you know, how do you how do you cut through? Because, again, what, what kind of I hesitate with getting into politics is to me, two plus two is four. That's a fact that it's common sense. Let's move on. You know what I mean? How do you cut through all the political BS? Right. Because some things, at least to the outside world, look like common sense. Right. And I know that, you know, you compared it and we all are comparing it to a locker room. And in, in a locker room, I think the reason why we all bring it together is because there's one said goal, regardless of what you believe in. We all know the goal. How, how, how do you make sure that everybody has the same goal so we can work together? How do you do that? Well, it's hard. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. You know, here's another beauty of football. And, and I've used this in my whole life. You know, part of why you can be productive in football is you got the tape. And the eye in the sky doesn't lie. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, we're yeah. all going to be very honest about what we're seeing on that, on that film. Damn, I didn't think about that. Make our corrections and go forward. Mm -hmm. And Congress, people just create their own realities and they create their own narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and nobody even agrees on a, a shared set of facts and goals. And so that can be unbelievably frustrating and difficult. Uh, what I have sort of set my, my path on is, look, there are a lot of people here that just make a lot of noise and, and they're the ones that you see on TV and they're the ones you see on Twitter and they do a good job of building their brand. Very few of them legislate at all. If you look at the bills that get signed into law, they don't have their names on. Uh, and so in my head, I said, I want to be a workhorse, not a show horse. And, uh, and so I, I kind of put my blinders on and just say, what are the issues that are important to my district and who's willing to work with me on them? Uh, and, and then we, we go forward that way. And, you know, occasionally you have to step up and speak out when things go really off the rails. But in terms of genuine legislating, I have found that uh, the less you're speaking, probably the more productive you are. Well, that rules me out, Mike. I, I can tell you right now, I'm not running for You know, I had, I had a great honor uh, a number of years ago when I was still coaching. I, I went into Congress and the league was doing some initiatives in terms of youth activity and fitness. And, and I got to meet Tom Osborne. 
who of course was a legend to me growing up as a young coach and, and in Nebraska and everything. And he actually ended up in Congress as well. And we were a little function afterwards and I always remembered it. And, and I didn't know coach Osborne, um, um, but, you know, obviously being coaches, you kind of, you know, grab towards one another. I must have caught him on a bad day because he just started lamenting about, he said, coach, you know, I come from a world where you have an objective and you set out the parameters and you go do it. He says here, all we do is talk around and around and around something and we never get anything done. How do you push your constituent or, or, or your, your coworkers past that? Well, he's absolutely right about some issues, right? There are some issues that are so partisan and so toxic that you know, it's easy to lose hope uh, that, that you're going to find a, a real compromise position that, you know, that people can, can come to. So he's, he's right on that. You know, where, where I try to play is, okay, look, you know, I, I join a bunch of caucuses that are bipartisan in nature. So I'm in, in something called the Problem Solvers Caucus. It's, I think it's 28 Republicans, 28 Democrats now. Mm. We meet once a week. Uh, it's not something anybody's, you know, spent a whole lot of time researching, but that's sincere dialogue where we come with our issues and we say, hey, look, I got a workforce issue in my district. Is it going to make the front page of the Wall Street Journal? Probably not. But it's really important to my district and it's important to districts, you know, all over the Midwest. And so you build relationships and find commonality there. Uh, and, and then you have to use what leverage you have and what tools you have you know, to, to influence the, the ultimate outcome. And, and again, it's, it's hard, right? I passed, I think it was 11 bills last cycle. Um, I would have liked to pass 111, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you, know, but, but you, you can only really get certain things done. And if you're focused on the result, uh, I think you can get there, but, but you really do have to pick and choose, unfortunately. Anthony, I, I got to ask you this, man. Um, you know, I know we're going to get to football, but this is this is interesting to me, man. And and, and I love having you on the show. And actually, I am I look up to you, man, because you actually follow, you know, your conscience and, and, and did something about about a problem. You you made a pretty unpopular decision with your with your new team, right? The Republican Party, uh, when you voted to impeach the president, like take us through that process in your mind, man. Were you scared? I mean, I, I'm sure I, I live here, too. So I know there were threats and, and things like that. Just what about your time in football helped you, you know, follow your conscience and make that decision? Well, look, I, I think that, you know, whether you agree or not with the vote, you know, fine. Um, but in my opinion, you have to be willing to lose your job in this job. Uh, you know, I, I've, and I'm not saying that's my fate. I'm going to make, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it's not, but you know, I've taken two oaths in my life. I took an oath to my wife and I've taken an oath to the constitution. Mm. I take those very seriously. Uh, and I, I plan to honor both of them. And so, you know, on that day, uh, I didn't want to make that vote because I knew what the political ramifications were. Uh, but when I looked at the totality of what took place on January 6th and I looked at my oath to the Constitution and I thought of the long term health of the country, right, the long term health of the country. Yeah, it's going to be painful for the next you know, two years. Uh, but when I'm sitting down with my kids, my, my son's two now, my daughter's almost one. Uh, when I'm sitting down with them 15, 20 years from now, I am 100 percent confident that I'm going to be able to look them in the eye and tell them I did the right thing. Mm. because I think that ultimately uh, the, the violation from the president, unfortunately, was so grievous that it required that vote. Um, and again, people can disagree with that, and that's fine. We can have that debate. But where I came down was uh, the, the conduct was impeachable, 
And I think we need to send a message to all Americans and to all future presidents uh, that if anything like that ever happens, that there will be consequences. Mm. I'm, I'm fat and I don't want to get too far into the weeds and too political with it, but it's something very topical right now. And I always wonder how members of Congress like yourself, when you have the, the COVID bill that's coming up, that clearly there's a need in the country, but it's now saddled with mm-hmm. so many other things that have nothing to do with our immediate. We talk about that immediate objective. Let's win this week. Here's what yep. we do. How do you, because you just talked about, you, you, you have this grave responsibility to service those that are in need, but it's also saddled with things, a number of which, and I'm just assuming in some of the cases, that, that you're going, geez, this isn't right. How, how, how as a member of Congress do you bifurcate those two things That's the political and stuff do the good thing about. versus <laughs> the bad stuff and not negate the other? Yeah, man. So that's, yeah, that's the stuff that drives you crazy, right? I mean, just being honest, you're going... I have worked on bipartisan COVID bills for the last year and have passed and have been influential in passing. You know, the last COVID deal was dead until the problem solvers caucus that I described. Uh, We came out in September and the sides weren't even talking. We came out in September and said, here, here's an agreement. You know, the 50 of us just came up with it. So go around this. Yeah. Work around this. And it ultimately got passed into law. Um, and, and we had a history of doing that the whole way where, you know, we were willing to, to work in that, in that fashion in the new Congress, there's just no appetite for it, um, for, for bipartisanship right now. And, you know, I, I hope that eventually we'll get there, but right now there isn't. And so, you know, that's frustrating obviously, but, um, you know, in terms of how do you weigh the bill, you know, again, you got to just ask yourself, at least this is how I'm processing it. When I look at everything that's in there, do I think it's ultimately going to make us better off or worse off? And if it's better off, then I'd support it. And if I think it's going to make us worse off in the long run, then I, I won't. In this particular instance, I, I think there's too much in it. And I think we have real financial risks um, with how much stimulus is being pumped into the economy. Not to get too technical on that, but that's my first question. I won't be supporting it. Uh, but again, it, the, the frustrating bit, to be frank, it's not, you know, does it pass or not? It's how are we working? And are, are we working in a way where we want to find common ground and solve the problem together? And it's, your point. I mean, I, I think any objective observer would say in this case, the answer is no. Anthony, yeah. you mentioned it a little earlier, um, January 6th. Um, take us through your experience, man. I, I don't know. want to make you relive anything crazy, but, you know, I saw that the images of it on the news. I mean, that's something I read about in the textbooks in, in, in elementary school, man. I just never thought that something like that would happen here. You know what I mean? Just take us through your experience. Well, it was it was a sad day, right? Um, it, was a, it was a heartbreaking day for the country. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, I got into this uh, sort of with my grandmother's counsel in my ear, which is if you ever see the country going in a direction you don't want it to, you have to step up and you have to do something. Um, and, you know, January 6th, the buildup to January 6th was disappointing, incredibly disappointing. I thought it was highly irresponsible from the president, highly irresponsible from uh, a lot of members of Congress. Uh, and, and then the events, um, which in hindsight, I don't think anybody saw it coming, but you look back and you say, you know, what? it's maybe it is predictable when you when you behave that way for two months after an election. Uh, and, and so, you know, for me, it was it was very sad, like it was for most people, but it was also scary in a lot of ways. Uh, so, you know, I was I was on the House floor. I was walking back to my office when the folks came in. You know, we, we barricaded in my office, barricaded the door. I put my running shoes on and changed in case I had to make a run for it. And uh, I wrote a note to my wife and kids in, in case, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. 
uh, put it in my desk and I just said, look, I no matter what happens, I want the last word here. Um, and so, you know, we kept each other uh, informed throughout the day, but they were tense moments. And, you know, it was hours, five hours, six hours before things uh, got back under control. So um, the good news, though, you know, in that sense, it, it was a very sad and difficult day for the country. Uh, and we need to reconcile that. But um, the good news is American democracy won the day at the end of it. At the end of it, American democracy won. They didn't stop the process. The process went on. We did our work uh, and, a, and a transition happened. Not the way that any of us would want and we hope to never see it again, but but it did happen. Uh, and so you know, when I, I get people reaching out from other countries, frankly, who are friends of mine saying, you know, it was tragic and it's going to hurt the U.S. You know, abroad for that to have, have happened. But it still sends a strong signal that nothing can stop American democracy. And I think that's something that in a weird way, we should be proud of, despite how horrific the events were. Well, we're, we're proud of the way you dealt with it all. And we don't, you know, with this a podcast, we're a little, we try to be a little more upbeat. So I'm going to take a personal look. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we're going to go back to, to the Ohio's. And, 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 and I, the guys know that, that uh, you knew my daughter at Ohio State, and you guys went out for a little bit. I got to know personally, at some point, didn't the fact that you were dating a coach's daughter just scare the <laughs> out of you a little bit <laughs> just a little bit i was worried it was going to hurt my draft stock so that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. Oh, um, it's so <laughs> yeah oh, man. I, I don't, I'll, I'll leave it at that you know you're, you're just worried about your draft position you're going hey long right. term, you know it's going to be best for everybody if, if we don't you know go down this path so <laughs> great answer that great, great answer, answer. He, he's a politician through yeah. and through he politic that one, but look, I, I got to ask, uh, you know, a football question before we get you out of here. I know your, your time is valuable. One of your old quarterback, Peyton Manning, you know, Hall of Fame inductee. I mean, just talk about it. I had to, I don't want to mean to brag, but you know, we beat him in the Super Bowl when I was with Seattle, but he ended up going back a few years later and winning it with another team. So it was all good. Just talk about your experience with him and how happy you were to see him get recognized as one of the greats. Oh, thrilled for him and and uh, and his family. I mean, who, who's more deserving than Peyton Manning? Right. Um, and uh, you know, everybody knew he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he wouldn't. You know, he he wasn't taking it for granted. And and uh, he he did call a bunch of us. I got a phone call. You know, I say, I just want to thank you for being part of the journey. And I'm thinking, you don't have to thank me for anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was barely a part of the journey, but uh, but certainly excited for him. And, and like I said, I, I, uh, I look forward to celebrating with him and his family because he deserves it. He's an, he's an incredible football player. He's even a, an even better friend uh, and, a, and a loyal friend. And so um, just thrilled for him. When I had the opportunity when I was doing game for Fox and, and do, uh, did a, a game with Peyton and got to watch practice, and I'm interested in your perspective, I've never seen an NFL practice like that where a, the quarterback kind of ran the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the offensive line and where everybody that 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 was amazing to see to me. Yeah, you know, it, and it went beyond that, right? So, like things you didn't see, you know, if if the scoreboard operator played music too loud on third down, you lying, man? <laughs> Are you kidding me? On Monday, wow. hey, get him down here. Somebody needs to bring him down here. Hey, it's third down. I need this thing quiet. You can't be playing those. <laughs> you kidding me? Every every single detail uh, he was going to be a part of, including you know who was getting treatment and when. I mean, he just 
I've never met anybody and I've met a lot of successful people in my life. I've never met anybody who is that good at what he does as Peyton Manning is at at the game of football with respect to the details and how how Mm -hmm. knowledge he has on it. Um, Because he just, he understands the game of football at a level that I've never seen before. And it's, uh, and it was so fun to be a part of because every day you just learn so much. Well, that's why that's why they call him the general. Uh, yeah. uh, Representative Gonzalez, Anthony, thank you so much thank for you. for being a part of our podcast, man. This is this is a, a, a tremendous experience. Uh, good luck in your future endeavors, man. I know you're going to continue to serve us um, doing a great job. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access, the locker room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.